The ProAct Know-How. Brought to you by Proact. Hi, this is Proact Sam with this week's Living and Working Abroad podcast for expat, family and business, living and working abroad, relocating overseas and investing offshore. Um, and this uh, month has brought tears of joy to every expat who's looking to secure their future uh, with the promises of EU Brexit for expats. So what we're bringing you today is 10 dates to count down towards uh, the Brexit Big Bang. It's going to be a year of transition ahead for expats now with profound changes throughout Europe and UK and the world. We don't know who's going to be winning in this final battle. We've had a long winter. We're into the final series now to find out who will reign supreme and be left standing in the political Game of Thrones that is going on in Europe, UK and beyond. Uh, Many people predicted the world would end on the 29th of March if there was a no-deal Brexit or even on the 12th of April. Everyone feared it. Many businesses were already ready, um, but uh, it it didn't happen. The world went on. There was a, a big tragedy in France on the 15th of April when Notre Dame went up in flames, but the world didn't end with no deal Brexit and it doesn't need to. We're all restarting now. We're in the spring, season of renewal and rebirth, and we've got a new Brexit date, which is Halloween, when all the demons and darkness will re-emerge, or will they? Or will we have a bright new world of expats to go for expats to go forward to? Um, um, Let's see. What what we want to do in today's podcast is look ahead to the key dates in this transition year, and then look at what actions expats can take to protect their property, business, investments and pensions while living and working abroad. So let's jump right into it. The final countdown, 10 dates for your diary. 31st of October is Brexit date. This has changed the final date with or without a deal, signed or not signed, or is it? The deal is the withdrawal treaty as drafted and as the EU say will not be amended. This needs to be agreed by the UK Parliament and the EU Parliament in order to be signed off by the two governments. The third date is the 1st of next month and that's any month. It could be the 1st of May. The UK Parliament can pass the existing withdrawal treaty as it stands without any amendments Uh, and allow Brexit to go ahead on the first of the following month. So the UK could be out of the EU with Brexit by the 1st of May if the uh, UK Parliament were to get together a vote to pass the withdrawal treaty before the 30th of April. Not likely to happen with Easter, but let's put that to one side. the 23rd of June is, is a key date to look forward to. This is the third anniversary of the UK Brexit referendum and we expect some fireworks around that date, if not on the 31st of October and the 5th of November. Uh, many vested interests will be vying to create their noise around that date. Interesting to note that Greenland did manage to leave the EU. It took them three years from the date of their referendum to actually leaving date. So it could be seen as quite a a momentous day to try and galvanise the Brexiteers around to get the UK out of the EU on on the 23rd of June. We will see. Uh, The 
next date to look out for the fifth one is may the 31st why is that significant if the uk don't enter into the eu mep elections um in, in may then the uk will automatically be kicked out of the eu with no deal on that date on the 31st of may this has been set this has been agreed there is no summit meeting because the 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 commission is winding up the parliament is winding up there's no more eu meetings now until after the new parliament and the new commission are, are put in place in june july so if the uk do not go ahead with eu parliamentary elections in may they will by default leave on the 31st of may with no deal so that's an interesting uh, battleground uh where something may fall and uh and, and disappear around that time uh, the week before on the 23rd of may is the e eu mp election dates so they actually happen over three dates from thursday the 23rd to the 26th on the sunday and again if the uk are participating we can expect big battles and, and a mini referendum and a people's vote on brexit many people have asked for this well they're going to get it on the 23rd of may unless there there is the withdrawal treaty is accepted before before that date it's too good an opportunity to miss right um, and it should be an almighty final battle and it may go on to the, the very end and um, it's interesting to note that the 19th of may the same week is, is also the finale of the game of thrones um, who will be left standing at, at that time we will see um, on the eighth point um, if one election in may is not enough we've got may the second which is a uk local elections now again this can be used by the vested political interests uh, pro and against brexit to to whip up a storm and make some political hay now the uk local elections aren't politically um, and traditionally that much of a, a breeding ground for ferment uh, easter is late in in april in in the uk and and so there's not a lot of noise about it and there's not likely to be until uh, the politicians are back after the week uh, uh, after the easter break um, which is only going to be lead leave a week's build-up to to those may local elections in the media but again it could be that there's quite a backlash against parliamentary parties political parties it could see a rise of a you know the the old ukip or the new brexit party or the the new independence could could hold sway and the the votes could clearly show a middle ground and give a direction to you know the uk mps about which way they they should start moving uh, the ninth date to look at is april the 21st this is easter sunday um with the start of this two-week easter period is 28th of using the julian calendar in the orthodox christian world uh, of cyprus and greece and russia um, it's a time of peace it's a time of joy it's a type of renewal and it's a type a time of hope and it's also a time of no brexit news everyone's gone away to think about it everybody is not going to be in the news 
everybody who, who worked themselves up into a big fluster to try and get a deal through before Easter on the 12th of April, it's all failed. And now the only uh, thing they're looking for is peace, joy, and no Brexit news um, around the week, uh, the couple of weeks of the 21st of April. And the other big notable date after the last summit meeting is, is April the 15th, when a fire destroyed Notre Dame, a symbol of France, a symbol of the EU, a, a world uh, landmark uh, destroyed. And is that uh, a sign of what could happen in these Game of Thrones as the big battles take place uh, over uh, who owns what territory, what lands and, and where? Uh, will it alter the course of Brexit? Will it alter the course of the EU? Uh, will it have that much of an impact? Um, or will it reconcile uh, parties which otherwise have been fighting over what turn out to be relatively relevant things. So uh, the sands of change has always taken place. The 15th of April uh, has, has happened. The, the, we've seen the <clears throat> uh, Game of Thrones and the Notre Dame uh, lead to uh, a whole series of events that will make this year very interesting uh, for Brexit. But the the thing for expats to remember is that the UK is in the EU until it's out. Until it's out, it's in. The UK is in the EU. And what that means is that business and governments, uh, yes, they've been ready for a no deal and they've eased back on that. Now they've got an extended time to make a, a, a no deal Brexit even more comfortable and to make alternative arrangements so they could progress and make the whatever rem remains of a, a, a transition period um, palatable to all parties. The transition period hasn't changed. The, the Brexit date may have gone back, but not the transition period. All the preparation has, has gone ahead and is in place. The only thing that's outstanding is a new trade deal. Uh, there may be a consensus that breaks out in the e in the UK. Um, there might be a new leader that, that that's uh, uh, elected in the UK, either through parliamentary parties or through uh, planned elections at the EU or local authorities or through a new UK general election. There certainly will be a new EU commission and new EU parliamentary members which could sway things one way or another. The, the dynamics could change. But the, the, the transition period uh, remains the same. And before the end of December 2020, uh, a new trade agreement has to be made between the EU and the UK. So can the two parties find a way uh, to progress those discussions so that it can be rubber stamped and everything can get back on track and finish by 2020? Um, for the EU, they claim that there's no pulling back, that they can't alter the terms of the withdrawal treaty. Um, on the other hand, they've got the UK that don't trust the EU to act in good faith once they sign the withdrawal treaty to make a, a good, quick trade deal. Uh, within the transition treaty, they could extend the tra this 
transition period by up to another two years, but the backstop allows it to go on and on and on and on. The EU say they can't start to negotiate new trade deals until the UK is left. But the EU have already moved. They've changed the Brexit date. They've changed the political uh, agreements. Um, despite all what's said and done, they still got to uh, change and reopen the, the withdrawal treaty. Why? Because in the withdrawal treaty, there's three specific references to Brexit date being the 29th of March. They can't sign a legally binding international um, treaty if it's not factually correct. And so they have to open it up to amend those dates. Not a big thing. Uh, granted, but the, 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 the legal process uh, of doing that would allow them to make other minor amendments. So if the parties can come together to find some other way to amend those arrangements, if they can approve their no deal planning, then possibly there's no reason why they can't bring forward uh, some amendments, put them into the withdrawal treaty to make it acceptable to the UK and the EU. Uh, so there's a lot to play for in the Brexit Game of Thrones and uh, this will certainly be a year of tears and joy. Um, and we've got a six-step checklist for expats to, to plan ahead. So what, what, what um, expats can look forward to is, first of all, securing residency rights in the UK, EU and Cyprus to live and work abroad. If you've got the opportunity because of your circumstance at the moment, secure it as an EU citizen. Secondly, uh, expats can organise their driving licences, medical cover, social insurance rights, so they're going to have continuous cover or licensing um, after a Brexit date. Um, if a business hasn't already registered and organised a business to work cross-border after Brexit um, to specific countries within the EU or the whole of the EU or within the UK, then now's the time to do that. Obviously, the UK is a very low-cost, easy place to create and run a business. And so an EU country a company can set up a UK company or a contractor can set up a UK company to operate as a, a contractor business. Uh, contact us about that. Uh, the fourth thing is that an expat can look forward by uh, making their settled status for application residency in the UK. Despite the delayed Brexit, the settled status scheme is open for EU expats living and working in the UK. You need any help with that? Contact us. Um, in addition, we've got um, uh, an updated, um, uh, the, the final point, the sixth point is that expats can update their ownership and protection of assets overseas. Uh, different laws of inheritance apply in different countries. Different laws of ownership can apply for EU citizens and non-EU citizens for property overseas, whether it's a holiday home, a residential home, um, uh, the, the wills might need to be amended or changed. Uh, you may need a, a cross-border company operation or business organisation to protect yourself against the legal changes of Brexit. So these are things you can look forward to now. Uh, we, uh, there was lots of tears and panic and concern going up to the first Brexit date. Um, and, and let's look forward to... Um, uh, with this extra time that's been granted in this final battle, this final series of negotiations and deadlines 
to make sure that you're ready for Brexit and, and contact us for product know-how, how to help you with free reviews online and contact us at productpartnership.com and follow us for further uh, insight um, to, to watch, read and listen to at our podcasts, uh, our YouTube Living and Working Board page or read on our blog at productpartnership.com. Thanks for listening. I um, hope you are going to enjoy a very peaceful uh, and happy family Easter and look forward to a fantastic series in the spring, uh, which should culminate in some fireworks and some big battles in, in May around EU elections. And we'll speak to you next time. ProAct Partnership Expatriate Advice for family and business, living and working abroad, across borders and down the generations. ProAct Know How. See, hear or read on our website our expat guides to protect you for EU Brexit, property, business and investment. Visit ProActPartnership.com. ProAct Know How. Looking forward. Call us on 26 819 424 Four.